Hello and welcome to the Greenfield Baptist Sermons Podcast. Each week we will be uploading the Focus Scripture and Sermon from Greenfield Baptist Church in Northeast Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining us and enjoy. This morning's scripture is from uh, Matthew chapter 1, uh, verse 18 through 25. And uh, before we read this morning, I want you to think about uh, something that hasn't gone to plan. It may have been just as uh, recently as 15 or 20 minutes ago trying to get here on time. And when it didn't go to plan, what was the first thing that ran through your mind? As we read this morning, I want you to think about that, and we'll be talking about that later. Verse 18, this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home to be his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. May God add his blessing to the reading of the word this morning. So the, there we go. So the question I have for you that I asked you to think about was, how do you respond when things don't go to plan? Depends how big the plan was. By the way, happy birthday, Kenny. <laughs> Getting old. Depends. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's too hard of a qu- answer, though, step. Kenny. <laughs> what do you do when things don't go to plan? <laughs> get frustrated, get grumpy. I agree, because that's what I do, right? You accept it? Roll with it? Anybody? I know not, all of you guys are all really good at that. I'm, I must be the only one that's not good at it, right? <laughs> As we, what's that, Jim? Option two, yeah. <laughs> if, as you read this, as we talked about and read the scripture this morning, I couldn't help but think of Joseph, and that's who we're talking about today, breaking the silence. When God broke the silence after 400 years and spoke to Joseph in Joseph's life, just stand for one second in Joseph's shoes. Man. This, I'm thinking that things were rolling along just fine, right? I found a woman. I'm working on my house. I'm engaged. Things are looking good. And then all of a sudden, the walls begin to cave in. This was not what I have planned. One of the parts of this passage that I, I just couldn't get past was he had it in mind. He had thought about what he was going to do. He had 
Obviously, he's one of those good, quiet guys that just mull things. You know how that works? Just gr- Sometimes I think you can hear people's minds grinding things. He said he had it in mind to put her away, to be rid of her. Now remember, God hasn't spoken for 400 years. At 40 years, that's a lot of, that's a lot of uh, generations. That's a lot of generations that God hasn't spoken. And then when he speaks, oh man, right? Oh man, God speaks. But this isn't the way I want him to speak. This isn't the way I wanted to hear it. So he was, he was engaged. He was ready to go. He was ready to get married. And I'm thinking that he never saw it coming. How about you? When you hear from God, when you read something that doesn't line up with your plans, what do you do? What do you do with it? What do you do with that time when you hear something that's not what you prayed for? The experience isn't what I expected it to be. It didn't turn out the way I thought it was going to turn out. Can you still experience God in the midst of that? Can you still hear him speak? Man, I just can't get past the idea of all the things that had to have run through his mind. Who'd you cheat on me with? What am my family going to say? What's going on in this mess? Am I that naive that I couldn't see this coming? What did I miss? I thought things were going well. And then I wonder if, through his mind, if God didn't begin to reveal some of those prophecies. A virgin will conceive and bear a son. I wonder if those things didn't start to run through his mind. He said he was a righteous man. And he knew, as a good Jew, they were looking for the Messiah. They, every year, they looked for the Messiah. But it had been 400 years, and God hadn't spoken. I bring it up because I think God speaks to us in ways that we don't always understand or see or experience or sometimes it's hard to take. In this Christmas season, I want to challenge you as you go through Scripture, as you spend time with your family, as you're, if God is speaking, and maybe it's not what you've heard before, to be open and aware. See, I think God sometimes speaks in new ways and things we didn't think about, and things we hadn't really considered before. We read a verse, and like this verse, how many times have you read this verse? I, have read, I mean, most of us probably could at least recite half of this, this passage because we've heard it so many times. And yet there's something new in this passage. There's a lot new in this passage. See, and I think as Joseph is working through trying to figure out what God is speaking to him about. Those things come to mind. The prophecy comes to mind. 
God speaks in a new way. Question I have for you. It's a challenging scripture for me. In 1 Corinthians 4, 9. It talks about being a fool for Christ. By the way, I tried to see if Amazon had this for sale. It, they didn't. Amazon has everything. They didn't have this one. I'm thinking it's not flying off the shelves. Uh, what do you guys think? I'm thinking that not many people are buying this, uh, this T-shirt to wear around. There are times in our life when God speaks in a way that we just don't see coming. And I think in this situation, that's what's going on in Joseph's life. He didn't see it coming. And so he had a decision to make. And it says he was mulling it over. He considered it. What do I do next? What is my next step? Where am I headed? Do I get out of town? Do I divorce her quietly? See, the law said she's betrothed to, to Joseph. She's pregnant. Public disgrace. Or even better, stoning. Good, took her out. So he was torn between all of that. Torn between the idea of what do I do to treat her right in the midst of all this? And then God speaks. God speaks in a dream through an angel. And God tells him, listen, it's all good, Joseph. It's all good. It's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. Do you ever think about God speaking and tell you in the midst of things that it's going to be okay when you're not feeling it? When you're not sensing that God's got it all under control? See, the one thing that Joseph did was that he was able to use both of his ears. He used both of his ears to hear God and to hear him plainly. And understand that in spite of the struggles of the day, of the struggles of what it was going to look like, that God had it figured out. God had it figured out and was going to take care of him. See, we all have two ears, right? Sometimes I wonder if we're only listening to the one and not really taking it in. We might even look like that. Sometimes that's the way it seems. God's talking, we're not listening. Matthew 13, uh, 15 says, For this, people's hearts have, been com- have become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears. They've closed their eyes, and what they might otherwise see with their eyes, or hear with their ears, or understand with their hearts, if they were to, turn, I would bless them. I'm sorry, I would heal them. Sometimes that's the way we act around God. You know, um, if you go to the second chapter in the, in the, uh, of Matthew, you'll find out that this was not the only time that Joseph listened to God. You may remember that after, after Jesus was born, Joseph was told in a dream, get out of here. You need to go to Egypt. We're gonna take, they're going to kill the little boys. 
They're after you. Go to Egypt. He goes. Of course, in the, and then if you run through the, through the verses, you'll find out that after uh, Herod died, God said, in another dream, okay, it's good to go back. You're all right. You can go back. You know, there's a great story in Scripture about a guy that didn't listen with both ears. <laughs> Happens to be one of my favorites. It's in Numbers 22. I, I encourage you this week to grab your Bible and read Numbers 22. There's a guy named Balaam. And this guy is, uh, he's like a magician of the day. I don't know what you would call, I can't remember what they called him, but he was like a magician of the day. Anyway, so the Israelites are coming and they're kind of taking over some land and the neighbors aren't real happy. They're like, these people are going to take everything. They're going to, they're, Animals are going to eat all the grass. There won't be anything left for us. So I have, a, I have a, a situation, Balaam. I want you to go and curse them. Put a curse on them, and then I'll chase them out of the area. And Balaam hears from God, and he says, no, I'm not supposed to go. I'm not supposed to go. But then the guy's like, well, how about if I put a 20 on that? I'll give you some money. He's like, no, nah, not unless you, you couldn't give me the palace. I wouldn't do it. Oh, we'll take care of you, Balaam. We'll take care of you. I'll, I'll give you what you need. Of course, Balaam's ego gets to him, right? So he's like, okay, I'll go. God says, God's not happy with him. God says, you only do what I tell you to do. So Balaam's on his donkey, and he's riding down his path. All of a sudden, the donkey goes off into the field. If you ever had a donkey, I guess they're, they have a mind of their own. So what's Balaam do? He beats his donkey. Gets back on, gets on the road. Donkey runs his foot right into the wall, crushes his foot on the wall. Of course, Balaam, if you're Balaam, you're probably getting frustrated, right? It's not going to plan. Finally... The donkey just lays down in the road. He's had enough. Here, the donkey is seeing an angel of the Lord, but Balaam can't see him. This is, this is my favorite part of this story. So what do you think that Balaam does at that moment? After he beats his donkey, what do you think he does? He yells at his donkey. and He says, what did I ever do to you? And here's the best part. The donkey responds. <laughs> There's no delay in the scripture. There's no Balaam stop for a second thinking, wait a minute, the donkey's talking to me. No. The donkey talks right back to him. Sorry, I got it backwards. The donkey said, what did I ever do to you? And Balaam's like, you made a fool out of me. But Balaam responds to the donkey's question without hesitation. He's like, not even a thought that the donkey just talked. I'm thinking, hey, I bet I can uh, sell this guy <laughs> for a few bucks. He's like, wait a minute. The donkey talked to me. See, Balaam, he wasn't hearing what God, was after, what God wanted him to hear. He didn't hear with both ears that God didn't want him to go there and to curse God's people. 
And so he went off and tried to do his own thing. Just like we try to do our own thing. Joseph thought about doing his own thing. But God spoke to him. And God told him, Obey what I'm telling you. Take your wife home. Take her to be your wife. I have it all figured out. And that's what Joseph does. When God breaks the silence, Joseph listens and he's an obedient follower. He obeys. He follows God and does exactly what he was told to do. He heard God. He went. He took Mary to be home, to home to be with him. And maybe this is where the hardest part of this passage is. See, we read it every, every year. I read it every year. And I think, you know what? Joseph did the right thing. Guess what? Joseph did the right thing last year. And he did the right thing the year before. And I'll bet he'll do the right thing next year. And it's so easy for us to think, well, yeah, why wouldn't he do the right thing? Until we get to that moment in our own life when we have to ask ourselves that same question. Well, yeah, why wouldn't I do the right thing? Why wouldn't I, when I hear God speak in my life, go in the direction that he's calling me to? See, I'm convinced that God speaks into our lives a whole lot more then we listen. That God is speaking into each one of our lives all the time. The problem is we're only listening part of the time. Might be listening with one ear or no ears. And we miss it. It may be that quiet whisper, but we miss it. See, God wants us to be obedient. Not for something to do. But obedience is, a, is an expression of our love. Isn't that what we want for our kids? We want them to obey because they love us, not because we'll knock them around if they don't. I've learned some great lessons from my dog. My dog has taught me, the, the older I've gotten the smarter my dogs have gotten. I've realized that. That's, for, that's part of one of the things I've understood. And this last dog, this dog I have now, he's by far the smartest, probably because I'm by far the oldest that I've had this dog. And I've learned from my mistakes. Not that I ever smacked my dog around, but about a year ago, he quit listening, and he would not come home. And he decided he was going to go to Pastor Dave's house because he likes to go over there. <laughs> they have a dog, and why wouldn't we go over there? I mean, come on. And he, they, yeah. And, but he doesn't get the road thing, you know. He's trying, he doesn't really sort out the road thing. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to protect him, so I want him to be obedient to me. So one night, he just it's 9.30 at night, and it's dark, and I can't see. And the swamp between our houses is about a foot deep, and he takes off. Right over to see Dakota. His plan is to go. He's got, he's no question. And of course, I'm in my sneakers, my good sneakers, by it, mind you, because I was on the driveway. 
And what do I have to do? I have to run through a foot of mud and water just because I can't bear the thought that he would ever get on the road. Get him, and I'm mad. Of course, do you know how that works? I bring him home, and I get him back to the door, and as he comes in, I swat him with the, the leash. Just a, not a hard swat, a frustrated swat. And I swat him as he goes in the house, and you think I lit him on fire. He was, ah! He's a... So the next morning, now mind you, I had never hit this dog ever. The next morning, I let him out, just like we always do every other day. I let him out. We start to walk around. I call him to come in. You know what he does? Cannon, like a cannon shot, right out into the woods. <laughs> He's gone, because he remembered what happened yesterday. <laughs> he remembered that when he was disobedient, he took a swat on the button. He had decided he was going to change his ways. He wasn't going to allow for that. Sometimes I think God's got to give us a little swat once in a while. Sometimes we just need it. See, obedience, obedience is our expression of love for God. Being obedient in those times. I, I just can't believe what Joseph had to have gone through in his mind, thinking about all the things that were going on there. Knowing that the Son of God would be born, and yet knowing that there will be a lot of struggles in the midst of all of that. It wasn't like he was born in a manger and then they all left and a nice song was sang and uh, everything was good. It was going to be difficult, and it was. But it was worth it. I'll ask you the question because it comes to mind. What do you do when God calls you and speaks in your life? How do you respond? See, I've been on the other side. I said sit many more weeks over there than over here. And I can remember probably, it's probably been eight or ten years now, probably longer than that, probably been ten or twelve, that I was sitting in a pew trying to figure out what God wanted in my life or for my life. Uh, I'd spent some time talking to Brother Mike and uh, talking about his classes and uh, gosh, God was working in that. I didn't even see that coming and just trying to sort out life. And I'm sitting in that pew, and, I, and God's like, I just want you to be faithful. And you know, you know that feeling that you have, that God's talking to you. He's speaking to you. And I would sit in that pew, and I would push that down week after week after week. And I would hear that voice of God speaking into my life. This is what I have for you. Of course, obviously, I can't see the end, right? We can't see the end. We don't know what it looks like. Be faithful. Be faithful, be faithful. I could hear that. You need to do this. You need to be faithful. Take it to the altar. I, can't, I heard it week after week after week. And I thought, absolutely not. <laughs> I am not going in front of those people. I don't even know these people that well. And then one weekend, I don't know what happened. Well, I do know what happened. God finally had enough. <laughs> And I didn't sleep on a Saturday night. I rolled and wrestled and rolled around, and I did not get an ounce of sleep that whole Saturday night. And I came here on a Sunday morning. It was Judson Sunday. I can't, I couldn't, I can't find out what year. I don't remember what year it was. But it was Judson Sunday. And if you've ever been here for Judson Sunday, especially if a bunch of years ago, it was pretty much, we did a lot of Judson songs. It was a good time. It was a, it was a fun service. It was designed to be a fun service. And I am an emotional wreck. I'm, if you know much about me, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. And I'm just, 
I'm sitting there bawling like a baby. Just psh, the whole service. They're singing good songs. I'm bawling. And I can't get it together. I can't get it together. And my wife's sitting next to me. She has no clue what's going on. God nudged her, obviously. Because about, I don't know, five minutes before it was all done, she noticed, she recognized that there was something going on. And she's like, what's the matter? I said, I got to go. I got to go up to the altar. I got to lay it at the altar today. And she said, I'll go with you. And she did. And the rest is history. God has been working through that ever since. Is it revealed? <laughs> did I have any clue where it would land? No. I tell you that story for one reason. Don't be the person that sits in that pew when God is nudging you to move. Don't be that person. God wants to move you. He believes in you even if you don't believe in you. And that was my struggle. I had struggled with that. This Christmas season, we can enjoy joy. We can enjoy the love that Jesus has for us and be reminded of that. If there are struggles in your life or challenges in your life and you need to bring them to the altar this morning, bring them to the altar. If God has not, if you can honestly say, I have never heard God speak into my life. I'm not saying an audible voice. I'm just saying if you have never, I come every week, I sit in this same pew, and God's not spoken a stinking word to me. If you can say that, don't leave here without bringing it to the altar. He wants you to experience his love. He wants you to experience the joy and hope that you can have through him. Bring it to the altar. Put your life at his feet. He will encourage you. He will speak into your life. You can start that relationship today. You don't have to wait. There's never a great time. Today is the time. He wants to speak into your life. If God is calling to you something new, bring it to the altar. You don't have to say a word. Just bring it to the altar. Commit whatever it is that God is speaking to your life. Commit it to him. Let's pray. Lord God, I just thank you that we have the ability to bring our struggles, our pain, our joys, our victories. We have the ability to bring those to you. And you speak life into each one of us. Lord, I'm reminded of Joseph's struggles. You spoke into his life, and the challenges were big. And he made the right decision. He chose to follow you, to follow what was going on, to take Mary home. And the rest is history. Lord, each one of us have decisions in our lives. Decisions that we need to make. Your voice is speaking into our lives. Lord, you want to change us. You want us to be obedient and faithful to you. Help us to hear your voice and respond. Help us, Lord, to be like Joseph, faithful in the uncertainty of life, faithful to follow what you have spoken to us, even though it didn't look like it was a good deal. Thank you for your son, Jesus. 
Thank you for sending him to the cross, Lord, that we might have salvation, that we might have eternity with you. Thank you, Lord, in your name we pray. Amen. Amen.